0: Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourselves, put on your genital protection, because they say this podcast is like a kick in the crotch. And now, weighing 165 pounds, coming to you from the skybox high above Route 309, Allentown, Pennsylvania, it's Living Large and Hard. Hey, what's up? This is part one of a three-part hybrid podcast with my buddy Matt Nichols of Fueled by Coffee. We haven't seen each other in uh, over a year and a half since he interviewed me here at the Skybox. The first time, which got me into this whole podcasting thing, which you may hate him for. But that's up to you. Anyway, I suggest you check his shit out. And if you're coming from Matt's, thanks for, uh, well, maybe you you will stop listening because you instantly don't like me, but that's okay. I've dealt with that my entire life. So this is part one, Fueled by Coffee, Living Large and Hard, from here at the Skybox. And enjoy or say fuck it and stop listening right away. Whatever you want to do, it's your life, okay? Do what you want. All right.
1: Hello out there to all my friends on the internet. I welcome you all to this very special Fueled by Coffee podcast episode crossover with Living Large and Hard. Yes,
0: hello all my enemies everywhere. This is Living Large and Hard as well in a very special episode. Jumping in with Mike, you may remember him from the multi part, many multi part
1: Peapod episodes. Um, he is moving away and he suggested that we do a little crossover as a Team BMW goodbye. So that's what we're here doing today. Um, for those who are returning listeners or for those who are new listeners coming over from Living Large and Hard, my name is Matt. I am the host of Field by Coffee podcast, where we like to drink coffee talk about life and try and have a few laughs along the way Um, we are on social media you can check us out at Fueled by Coffee Pod on Instagram that is our most active platform you can also find us on Facebook and if you're on Twitter if you even care about Twitter Fueled Coffee Pod is our handle on Twitter we also have a merch site if you go through our social media pages we have a link tree that you can find all of our we have a couple t-shirts and some mugs up currently and if you send me a message I will mail you stickers so Something for everyone, check out all of our episodes, and I'm going to hand it over to Mike now.
0: Okay, well that's the end of this one. We'll uh, be back next year when I come back. Jeez, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so those of you who know me through Living Large and Hard, Matt and I worked together. He did an interview with me. God, what was it two years ago?
1: Yeah, it was December of 2019.
0: That's Yeah, Jesus Christ. And at that point, I was planning to go to Amsterdam in May. Of that year, which didn't happen. So I was trying to go in October of that year, which didn't happen. So I was trying to go <laughs> in May of this year, which didn't happen. So now it's scheduled for October. So I was trying to figure out now, do we call this uh, living large and caffeinated or fueled by hardness? Exactly. No one gives a shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I were to pick one of the two, I would go with living large and caffeinated.
0: Good. Because I'll go fueled by hardness. Because that's go. how I live life, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, I mean, do you have any socials for your page or?
0: Yeah, uh, Living Large and Hard is on, it's got a Facebook page. I have it on Instagram. And basically that was me taking pictures up in coal country of stuff I'd come across that was weird or some really weird shit up there uh, in my travel. So that doesn't really tie into it. And I also have a YouTube channel that I have a placeholder on for Living Large and Hard. And what I'll be doing as I, Travel the world the next year is shooting a lot of, I'm going to say footage, even though it's digital. Um, and I don't like when people say that shoot footage because it's not, or filming. I won't be filming, but I will be shooting, I'll be shooting video. See, this is how my podcast is just yeah. me rambling. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. all slick now and professional. <laughs> I was going to tell you that when I listened to yours. I heard the start of one of yours, and I went, God, is that even him? Has he got someone doing his intro? Has he got the guy <laughs> on the couch next to him? Like Ed no. McMahon doing his, he's got that's a sidekick. That's all me. Yeah, so I went, geez, sounds slick as fuck. And that's something else. Um, and I look and we, we got like the, you know, I just step up and wing it. Some of them have a lot of post-production in. I don't know if you heard slideshow, shit show
1: feel like I checked it out when it came out. There's some, like, I usually go on and I pick, like, one or two, and I just see
0: what you're up to. Yeah, well, this was the one where I did a slideshow because we're in COVID. You can't go to the movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just got up. I woke up, and I went right to the microphone, and I... Eight minutes of just blah, 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 blah. And then it took, like, an hour and a half to get together. I had to do all the sound effects and Mm -hmm. all that and put all that shit together. So that's what I do. Um, Dead air, all that kind of stuff you probably adore. (laughs) But do that but uh anyway matt interviewing me got me into this so i thank you for that and there's people that probably hate your guts because they came across this and were supremely disappointed with me doing mine (laughs) (laughs) um it's interesting i've had episodes that got picked up by algorithms Mm -hmm. and got hundreds i i remember the first time i went what the fuck got 150 plays Mm -hmm. in in latvia that's what i'm trying to figure out i Well, what it was, it was called Streetlight Shootout. So right there, it sounds gangsta. Mm -hmm. And it was three minutes and something. So it got... You can imagine some fucking... Some white hood rat in Vilnius, you know, in Europe. Like, oh man, this is going to be so banging. So, everybody, it's an old white guy talking about, you know, (laughs) Streetlight.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. Like, I've... There's been times where I've recorded like a one-off song. And uh, I'll upload it. I've uploaded it at like 10 p.m. when I finish it. And... uh, the next morning it has 120, 200 listens and then there are times where I put a lot of work into something and like a batch of songs I (laughs) upload them and then they get like three listens over the course of six months and I'm like "Yeah, uh, we're trying to figure out the algorithm too like with social media we have 80 some followers on Instagram and like no one sees our stuff, and we nope. post regularly, same times. Nope. We've tried mixing nope. up the times. Nope. We've tried using different phrasings. It's like
0: I said in a text to you: the only way that this works is either you're famous. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna make if you're gonna be big. I don't care. You know, did I check my fucking stats like day after day yeah. and for a while and realized it's too weird and there's just too much of it? Mm-hmm. So unless you're already famous or someone famous goes, "Hey, check this out," you're fucked, basically.
1: Well, and the other thing too, you got to think about is social media has become pay to win if you're not buying ads from them if you're not buying ads from them you're not gonna get anywhere but also they've changed the algorithm twice they changed it at the beginning of 2020 and they've changed it at the beginning of this year and i started the podcast in november of 2019 so way back then i was getting better engagement even before i started posting about yeah. the podcast so it's just a different landscape and like you said during the pandemic everyone thought Let's start a podcast. Yeah, let's do a so podcast.
0: Now, How hard can it be to be entertaining? <laughs>
1: now, now it's oversaturated and the algorithms
0: have changed, so it's a lot harder to get exposed. Because even the ones that did three or four and then quit, those are still fucking out there clogging it up. That's, that's the problem, too. I have an app that I get
1: podcasts through, and I only listen to probably like half a dozen over the course of a month, like different podcasts. And there are so many where I think, like, I'll look up one and then, like, a bunch of related ones come up and I'll think, oh, that looks interesting when you click on it. They have three episodes, <laughs> and they stopped t- like six years ago, yeah, so well, Which, I actually yeah.
0: paid for plays, and oh, it, really, I got zillions of them, mm-hmm. none of it, well, because it's they 're expecting music mm-hmm. you know, and guys yeah. in New Delhi again. You know, they don't they don't <laughs> wanna hear some fucking guy speaking English. Yeah. You know, about doing acid at Domino's Pizza Headquarters Headquarters.
1: That happened the one time too. I put out this random album of like completely unrelated songs that were unrelated genre wise. And uh, I put it out like it was like a Saturday morning on SoundCloud and it got a lot of listeners in Russia. My biggest listeners were from the Russian Federation, yep. and there was one song that has like almost 900 listens on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is it. I finally figured it out. And it just, Nothing that, happens. it was a one-off, one-off yep. thing.
0: Like I said, I paid for it. It was cheap, 110 and I got 30,000. Mm-hmm. And I got 30,000 plays, but none of it translated to anything. You'd think even randomly someone would go, this is kind of funny, yeah. or, this is kind of interesting. Nah. yeah. And when I did it on Facebook, again, my facebook page people would like it i don't want you to fucking like it i paid for engagement not you know don't like it and then not listen to anything yeah click the link (laughs) buy some merch (laughs) fuck the merch (laughs) well not yours yours is fantastic i'm sure
1: Well, yeah, it's it's just, well, I have a wonderful, significant other who is an artist and who does digital and physical art, so she, every, anytime I need a design, I'm like, hey, and she's like, oh, I got it. <laughs> she drew up the coffee cup, she drew up, you know, so she, she's
0: really helpful with that, so shout out to Go. Did she do the uh, logo for this, the artwork for this no, episode? No, I actually, I did this one. Yeah, I, ripped I, an, I hope so, because it wasn't, Yeah, it's I not ripped, as bad as mine. I
1: ripped an image off of Google Images, um... The BMW logo, because I think I mentioned it's the Team BMW Farewell. Yep. For those who don't know, when we worked together, that was like our tag team nickname. Um, I literally just ripped the image, and then I put my logo. I found the text that yours are in, like when you do like the type text, mm. threw that on there, and then I cut out our faces on Photoshop and yep. dunked them in.
0: Yeah, I had a, th- well, I still have it, but not for long, a 318 Ti BMW, my sixth, by the way, not Ti, <laughs> but... And then Matt got one, so we became team, team Oh boy team bmW it's we're just talking about losing our skills due to the pandemic mm-hmm. so let's go into that i lived i made a choice that I had to make and there's people that don't make choices they have to make in life and it doesn't work out so well for them but I loved my house in the hood I love the neighborhood I love the house um but I just I, I couldn't financially do it anymore I was on Airbnb making 20 grand a year without really working at it. Well, I was working at it, but not promoting it. It just was selling itself. Yeah. I remember asking people, why are you guys here from Long Island? They go, stupid, we're here for your house. I went, holy shit, they came for the weekend just just to see the house. But it was, and it got worse and worse and worse. Now, the murder, check out uh, the Murder at the Mini Mansion box set on Living Large and Hard.
1: That one was good, I I enjoyed Um, that one a lot.
0: That didn't really bug me except all the cleanup. I don't give a fuck someone got killed in my house. I actually kind of enjoy the fact that someone (laughs) got killed in my house. And People are like, oh, are there ghosts? Uh, Yeah, if you want there to be. Yeah, Um, exactly. No. But it just got to the point I just couldn't do it anymore. I had a bill coming due for $8,000 from the city to do the curbs because that's how cities work. You pay for the improvements. Mm -hmm. And I could have gotten through that. But then COVID came. So luckily I got out of it. And I, when I did that, I moved down, I got rid of 99% of my stuff, and as you can see, there's 99% yeah. of what was left is gone <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, so I had to make that move. But what happened when I made that move is I lost my neighborhood. I lost being able to just walk out the fucking door or sit on the stoop or cross the street and bang on the tired's door or go down to the Gabers or go down where the ladies were smoking weed on the stoop down there or you know where the drug dealer was working on his fucking beat the shit Mercedes. So I lost that and then I moved over to Mary's place over there, I'm pointing out the window because that's Dorney Park over there. So past Dorney and completely different. One neighbor I could talk to occasionally and another one occasionally. So that disappeared, Peapod disappeared. Mm -hmm. as much as I hated it socially fuck man it was actually worth going to work a lot of the time
1: i know the more i not to cut you off but the more oh, i ahead. the more i look back on it like i just uh another life update i mean at the time of this recording uh i just left my job right. that I've that i've had since i started the podcast even before then uh, my 2 a.m donut making job and uh, that sounds
0: like a podcast
1: oh uh, it, it's been one <laughs> or, a, or
0: a sexual thing that you pay for yeah.
1: counsellor Doug and I did a podcast about it I know it, I listened to it did, yeah, yeah he did the same job but it's like uh, you know the work was a lot of fun it could be stressful like if we were really busy or like I walked in the one morning and the day before someone placed a 25 dozen donut order <laughs> and I was like not expecting it um the work was the most fun thing I've gotten to do because really, yeah, like you know, the thought of like working with your hands and creating. What stuff. were you
0: doing? Trying to hustle it, cut it down to minimalist like we did at Peapod, get it to be as streamlined as possible, and and knock the that, fuck out, but have quality. That's what I had to do. Okay, that that well, you didn't have to. It's giant. Well, yeah, but, but the, <laughs> they don't. If you if you do that, they're shocked. They're, they're not going to pay anymore. Well, but they'll well, be that, that's
1: the thing that so the the woman who trained me was from like an outside. Uh, it was like a bakery specialist. She came in to train me, and she basically told me like the only way you'll be successful is if you formulate a routine. And I was like, well, I've had to do that twice now with warehousing. Yep. So um, it took me about six months to really nail it, and then uh, you know, wow, six okay. months because there's so much. It well, wasn't... you're
0: and you're a smart dude, is why I'm saying that. Yeah, it, and, it, and you were under my tutelage for a while. Well, and it, so. cause
1: if you like, if you look at warehousing, it's, it was just a lot of like. Working as quickly as possible, and you know the organization—it was like that's mainly what it was. Whereas this was like you had to memorize times, temperatures, humidity percentages. You know, you had to. You had to. I love
0: proofing, by the way. I heard you and the clowns are talking. About yeah, I love that shit. We did that at Domino's. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I used to have such a hard time for proofing.
1: Yeah, it's it's great. Like when you get it. There, there are some days where you're like, oh shit, and they end up being overproofed, and they're, like, too flat, and then there are some days where you hit it just right. Yeah. And that was, like, my last couple weeks at this job. I was hitting it perfect, and I was like, oh, they're going to miss me so much, because no. under, they're <laughs> understaffed there. The manager, my manager, who is a total asshole, has yeah. to work six or seven days a week now. And that's why they're not going to miss you. But uh, Well, they're going
0: to miss you because of that, but not yeah. because of your skills.
1: But, yeah, no, it was just, like, memorizing a lot of stuff plus making it streamlined, plus I had deadlines.
0: Like, everything had to be done by 6 a.m., so it was like... Um, and what about those hours, man? I mean, you're a night owl, but not... That's on your own terms. I was a night owl on my own terms. Like, yeah. Domino's Pizza, we get done at 2. Mm-hmm. We'd fuck off till the cartoons came on. so sun yeah. came up, we'd close the fucking blinds. It's half the... Not half the time. Occasionally, we're tripping on acid, so... Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're up for a bit anyway. But we're always drinking and partying, mm-hmm. but that was on my time. If I had to you know, be into a place at two. I only did that once for a short amount of time, and I hated it.
1: Yeah, it... I don't think anyone fully adjusts to whatever. It's,
0: you know, it's... Very I made small it, percentage from what I've read, like, less than 5% of the population is naturally on that circadian, lack of circadian. Yeah, I made it work as
1: best as I could. Like, I would try and get into bed at, like, 7 or 8, sleep for about three and a half to 4 hours. So you're fucked already. Get up at 1, I had to be there by 2, and I was like 35 minutes away. Work from 2 to 8, come home. I'd usually try and sleep from like 11 to 2.30 or 11 to 3. So I would sleep in two cycles, get up, and then usually I was off every other day. So then it was like I had time to like, you know, recuperate. But then... A not not enough. But yeah, it's like one of those things, if you don't sleep enough one day... It just compounds the rest of the week, and then your ass is dragging the whole
0: time. Try that for your entire fucking life. (laughs) It's my insomnia. And then on top of that, with the drinking, on top of the insomnia, good God, now I'm sleeping. That was the one thing back
1: before last Thanksgiving. um, It was like, or no, it was before Christmas. In between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I started dealing with a really bad bout of insomnia, like where I just, I couldn't sleep. I would lay down, Mm -hmm. and I would toss and turn, and Mm -hmm. then my alarm would go off, and I'd go, son of a bitch and it was one of those things normally i would get into those fits in about two weeks they'd last like one or two weeks and then i'd get back into my rhythm but this just did not go away i had
0: one of those i think it was three weeks and i knew there's that thread of life that's barely holding shit together Mm -hmm. and it was unraveling i could hear it ripping a little bit every Mm -hmm. day because it was just too fucking much yeah and then someone on the absinthe forum back in those he said just get the cheapest red wine that you can get and drink it. Yeah. And I got a night's sleep finally. But yeah, I'm finally sleeping. I'm on an antipsychotic, which is fun. (laughs) (laughs) And an anticonvulsant, which happens to be good for sleeping. The one, the anticonvulsant didn't work well enough, so they put me on the uh, antipsychotic, which worked too well. And yeah, that was... That was rough. I was not waking up during yeah. the day. So it, what I'm doing, I'm on the smallest dose of this pill, and I just did it this morning. I cut it in quarters. Mm-hmm. I might as well just chop it in fucking lines. Yeah. It'd be easier. But now I get eight hours of sleep, mm-hmm. and it's fucking... You now, don't fuck with my eight hours. Yeah, Seriously, I'm, I'm watching the clock. I'll do something I'm watching on a, on a video, and I'm like, uh-oh, I only got 15 minutes, man. Yep. I gotta go to bed. Never. I, it used to be... I only got 15 minutes. I got to go to work. I haven't slept in two days. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it just, it, like, it gets
1: to a point. Like I said, you can have those one-off nights where you do do that, but then it's like when it's just consistently, like, uh-huh. I would get stressed about sleeping, and I think that yep. was keeping me up. I'd it be gets like, frightening
0: as well. Mm-hmm.
1: It gets and, absolutely frightening. And, like, what you were saying about, like, your life unraveling in a way, like, there's been, I've definitely been way, well, I quit my job. I'm taking time off in between jobs because I got a new job. So, like, I've had time to really catch up on sleep, get back into a routine, but, like, I was a lot more irritable, and, you know, I mean, thanks to my girlfriend for putting up with that, because there were many times where I would just, like, snap, and I'd be like, I'm you didn't sorry. You don't know it. I'm just, like, so, ex- like, the yep. smallest, dumbest little thing yep. could piss you off, and then you yep. sit there, and you stare. So,
0: compound that. Compound that. Mm-hmm. What you went through. I did that my entire life. Mm-hmm. My entire fucking life was that. Um, and then alcoholism on top of that. Yeah. Oh, that was so much fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> I was until a certain point and it was that and uh, wow and that I'd be off and running and someone would go what are you even why are we fighting I mean, yeah I don't know what are we even talking about yep but yeah it's
1: not good it not makes you good. feel boxed in like it makes you just feel like for me it made me feel definitely just like I knew I wasn't myself and I think where we started jumping into this is like COVID. Yeah. Like shifting your mindset. Yeah, I was
0: thinking we should bring that kind of yeah, thing up, Yeah, I,
1: I think that's definitely like...
0: Oh, so I, Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah, that exacerbates it. Um, so I lost the hood, and then I lost the job, and then I went to the sheet metal bullshit, mm-hmm. which at least there was some people two three to talk to mm-hmm. and i could do my little hi chit chatty shit like yeah, i used yeah, to yeah. do with the drivers yeah at peapod there was those interactions that all disappeared so now i'm lugging pantser uh, patients wow yeah cancer patients around is that I'm a not new used, disease i'm not yeah, a pantser <laughs> you go along and it's it's uncontrollable urge but you just pants people endlessly it's that pancer. sounds fun well it works until you get caught too many times um so now, these days, I had two days, I, I worked a year in coal country, so the interactions are not high quality to begin with. Yeah. There's a guy, he worked 30 some years at Bethlehem Steel, lives in Nesquahoning, just the fact he lives in Nesquahoning, where I saw a bear walking down this fucking sidewalk on yeah, the yeah, main yeah. street in the middle of the day. I'm driving, I go, that's a big fucking dog, and mm-hmm. I went, that's not a fucking dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I pull up, I get to the corner, <laughs> yeah. and the bear turns right. So I turn left, and I'm in the van, and I start dialing nine one one, and it it goes do do the number you have tried to reach. I'm like, it's cool country. They're in that nine one one, and I went, I'm not going to call any, and I started looking up the police. I went, they might come and shoot the fucking thing. I'll let it go. Yeah, yeah. So then it goes up the street. We're going up the hill, and it ducks behind a house, and it, I follow it go about same pace, I see it again, and it gets to the street, it goes up, it looks left, looks right, and runs across the street, and starts walking again. <laughs> starts doing the yogi saunter, and yeah, it yeah, does yeah. it so often. Yeah. And then it gets to the next block, and I hear guys partying, like working on a deck or something. I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah. I am gonna hear fucking gunshots with these crackers. And then somehow, it got, it. well, it's not It's not stupid. Yeah. So it got past them, got to the next street, did it again, got to the corner, look, look, run across and start walking and then it was almost up to the top two o'clock in the afternoon but anyway i had no conversation up there that was really worth the shit and there was two days i was on call for discharges at this point to nursing homes oh what fun that is um and i had two days i just drove up there and sat for eight hours well seven hours and then came back yeah yeah nothing i learned spanish i watched porn i slept i meditated two or three times i yeah. drove around it was unbelievable so i lost that section as well that segment of it as well yeah so i went from having a hood and a job with all the fucking around at peapod and it got winnowed and, winnowed and winnowed and then it got you know i couldn't i went to new york right before the shutdown march 8th and i remember it was do we wear a mask do we not wear a mask do i worry about grabbing the pole on the subway <laughs> do yeah. i not worry you know me i'm like let's see what happens and we went to the Bronx Museum, and they had an um, exhibit of graffiti art from trains the guy mm-hmm. took in the late 70s, early 80s. He took thousands of pictures. And they also had some blown up to the size of subway cars, which was fucking sweet. So you could walk along. It was on a like canvas that was you know however long a subway car is 70 feet then they had other ones in this room projected on the back wall and they'd go ding 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 and one would come up projected on the back wall and they just had lots of stills came out of there and it was within days they said stay the fuck out of new york nobody leave new york right after that and then yeah things just got shut down shut down and i know i'm surprised i've been able to talk this long i mean i do it for the podcast but that's just me in my head yeah yeah that's a whole different thing We do completely different, I know, you've heard what I do. Yeah, yeah. It's completely fucking different, because I don't know what I'm going to do sometimes. I just like, oh, I know how to bleep now, because I thought I was going to have my show on an actual radio station, so now I know how to bleep, so now I can do fucked up fairy tales, Mm -hmm. which is nothing but, you know, fairy tales with me swearing and bleeping it out. Yeah. And it's funny, because I know I'm bleeping it out, but people go, that's funny how you didn't really bleep it out, and I go, wow, that's some weird auditory brain thing because it is bleeped out because yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah. I'm looking at the, you know, and it's gone but people still hear it. I think that's fucking great. Yeah. But, yeah, as far as talking to someone, having a conversation, it's just, you just lose it. And that, that's... And you don't really, I mean, I've had interactions where they start to take off and I was so clumsy with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's the football. Oop, I dropped it. That's basically what it was like
1: going to my job. Like, I was... I think the reason why I started talking about it is because like the work was so much fun, and it was like once I got it, it was like oh now I can just screw off and you know make it a little more fun. Like sometimes I would purposely put myself behind, yeah. so then I had to like catch up or so I had to do it a different way. But then uh, there was no social interaction, and that's how it was at my job before it. At Stitch Fix, you know they they acted like they wanted everyone to have fun and make friends, and there was no time for yeah, yeah, it. Because sorry
0: about that. That was kind of me that got you into that because I
1: interviewed when it was still. <laughs> Privately owned. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it it was one of those things I lost, the socialization of work, and then... Like, the work was fulfilling, but my manager, like, there was probably only six people in my department, and I only worked with two or three of them <laughs> at a the time, and they all sucked. Yeah. The one girl was a little bearable, but I could tell she was a shit talker behind the scenes. Like, <laughs> I knew when I left, as soon as I left, she was talking about me. Yeah. Not that I cared, but Another it was gossip like, goblin. Basically, well, that's all it was, was, you know, my overly gay manager who was just a total
0: asshole for no reason, wouldn't look me in the eye, wouldn't... because he was gay. He's an asshole. Yeah, he's just an... A- I Here's think something he- I learned. Just because someone has cancer... Doesn't mean they're not an asshole. Well,
1: and that's and that's the thing is I was like, look, man, like like I can't tell you how many times he like would give me the cold shoulder if I called out sick or I would ask for a day off and he would be expecting me to cover another shift <laughs> just because I, you know, I was like, oh, can I have Monday off? I got something coming up. Well, can you work Thursday then? And I'd be like, why? Like,
0: well, he did, can ask, but he has to ask. Him. But he would get angry with yeah, me if I, I said, right. no, I can't. So like did he stamp his foot and put his hands on his hips.
1: No, he would just roll his eyes or give me attitude <laughs> oh God. or or give me the cold shoulder for two weeks. That's how it would well, be. Oh, well, that's a plus. But, it, you know, it, there was just no socialization or like the assistant manager, her nickname, uh, actually my brother-in-law coined Ye Old Cunty Bitch. <laughs> and she was probably early 60s, just would come in and.
0: Now is that O-L-D with the E on it?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Yes. She would just come in and complain about everyone. Every Nothing was ever good. She, she was just out. She had sciatica. So she was out for two months, right? She comes back, and I said, hey, how was your time off? And she goes, I wish I could say it was good. And I was <laughs> like, you literally didn't have to come in. You didn't have to get up early. You didn't have to come in for any of these ridiculously early yeah, shifts for exactly. two months. And you, and you got you're, paid. And you're miserable. And you got paid. Yeah. I was like. So, yeah, the work was great, but there wasn't that balance of people like we had at Peapod. I, I think about it, not like often, but when it pops into my brain, I think about what a weird and special connection that was between everyone, at least in our department. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. I, I would tell people, because I was having, I've had other mental problems my whole fucking life, anxiety and depression, and there'd be days I would be glad to go to work. Yep. It was fucking fun until they took advantage of the fact we were extremely competent. And then the people making four or five times as much as us didn't do shit. Yeah. Or they would recommend things that wouldn't work and didn't care that they knew. You know they I mean? It was just that bullshit. Here, you guys do this. It's not, You know, I would probably say it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they would just go, well, we told you to do it. But yeah. they, we, they knew we weren't. Or here's an entire new way of doing stuff. Work it out. Yeah. yeah. Work it out. You guys are getting paid shit. Do the fucking grunt work and make us look good. And I mean okay. we made it work. Yeah. Uh, but speaking, speaking of that, which, making it harder. I saw
1: a Triple Dub the other day. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was walking I was walking with Kayla at a park and she drove by and I was like, Oh, that's triple dub. Ah and she was like, Who? <laughs> you know? So I had to explain it naturally. Break it down, break it down. Yeah. yeah. But uh Am I supposed to break it down right now? Yeah, her name triple dub wicked witch of the west that's it and i, w- I always think of the, ep- the episode we did i s- usually like triple dub wicked witch of the
0: west what yep. a fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> she was she was a boss and she she looked like there was a hot poker up her ass and not in an enjoyable way um i won't judge you if you enjoy that um or a cold one or anything up your ass go for it but yeah she was oh talk about miserable yeah miserable just like screwed up pissed off always hands across their chest and she would just ah, uh, just awful so i called her yeah triple dub and i had a i had a hand like a gang sign yeah her. yeah yeah but triple anyways dub. anyways oh man did you throw something at her <laughs> <laughs> no she was driving by but i was talking I about it, making anything. it a harder thing because we would we did our best to really make that thing home but jack white who are had a big man crush on for a Mm. while. Until he got burnt out on seeing too much of him and hearing he put out too much good stuff. But he would make it harder for him. Because he would say, now if I gotta get to the organ and it takes two steps, I'll move it four. Mm -hmm. Or I'll take a, a string off my guitar and then have to play that night. Right. And then the time I saw him, it was when he had his two bands. He had a boy band, a male band, and a female band. And he would decide at breakfast which one was gonna play that night. So he had to play, everything was the same song, but he had to play everything differently because it was a different band. Mm -hmm. So I saw him at Webster Hall. I haven't been there since they fixed it up, but my favorite fucking venue, New York City, unisex bathrooms, but that's not the point. I saw so many great shows there, it's just fucking really cool. Right, or at least was. And they had both bands. It was an American Express. You can still find it. I can't remember what it's called, American Express something. And it was him and Gary Oldman, the actor, was the director. So I saw Gary Oldman, the director, outside, and they did both bands. And he started one song, and he had to stop because he was playing it the way he would play it. I can't remember if he was playing with the women and it played it the way it was the men or the other way around. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's that that kind of challenging stuff that, that I enjoy as well. Yeah, I'll get off on a tangent when I'm talking. I've thought my podcast was gonna be three minutes long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you know, and then I, I remember the first time I looked down at Audacity, and it's clocking like 27 and I'm still not done. Yeah, and I've had, I didn't know I could go 45. Mm-hmm. And I think they hold up. I don't think there's a lot of mess in there, but it takes, I tell people it's a certain way of doing it. You may be the same way. Your brain is going behind and mopping up. Your brain is also going ahead. Mm -hmm. and making sure you get where you got to go. Yep. And then there's where you are, which might be going 40 miles the wrong fucking way, but but you're always talking to other people too. Yeah. So you got to bring it back. Yeah. So, but yes, it's it's a weird three-way thing in your head, which is fucking awesome.
1: Well, and that's the one thing too, like we were just talking off air, um, I feel like the most recent like season 3 episodes have been like more long-winded and that's how we got into the subject of you know covid changing your mind. And I feel like it has made me more long-winded. I'm not as like concise as I was when I started the podcast. Um, oh, but there's beauty in the digressions. But the other thing too is we're tr- I've tried to cram so much into one outline like c- I was just talking with my co-host, Aaron, about it, and we were like, yeah, sometimes, like, if you listen to the older episodes, there's maybe, like, one or two specific... Now, Aaron, is
0: that your cousin I went to wrestling with?
1: No, Sean was my brother-in-law that you went to wrestling with. No, Aaron, you haven't met Aaron. Okay. But, yeah, Aaron and I uh, were talking about it, and we were like, yeah, it used to be just, just like, one or two
0: really concise things. Why bother? See, that's my thing. I don't... When I was doing the thing for the vlogging guy, which, I, uh, I don't care if he... He knows I didn't like it, (laughs) but I tried to help him out. And he's like, I want to keep it really short. I said, why don't you look at it this way? Why don't you make it as long as it is, but it's not boring? He goes, I want to try and make it no no more than four minutes or five because people's attention span. I go, maybe yours is, but if it's good, I said, people go to movies people watch they don't go to movies yeah. but people watch movies yeah. some of them are two fucking hours long yeah so why don't you just not make it boring and i think one of the best ones was i happened to be there and we shot it and i was the cameraman yeah yeah Over <laughs> my phone but it's 20 minutes long but and i know he wanted to cut it and i go there's I, as soon as it was done i go there's nothing here you can cut it's all fucking good just yeah yeah so is that what you go for is it like a time frame to keep it so, so initially, it's really
1: funny because talking about how you thought your podcast Don't was going to be it's really funny. three minutes. <laughs> I thought when I initially started mine, because it was just a hobby, you know, I mean, like, it's still a hobby, but I'm taking it more seriously now because I really enjoy doing it. And if it could go somewhere, then I want it to go somewhere. But I wanted to keep them to 30 minutes. And the first, like three episodes they were like 30 to 40 minutes and that's great that's what i was shooting for but now they're reaching upwards of like an hour an hour and 15. Well, hours was two hours yeah well because i cut it down into three parts <laughs> then but like you know it's uh and i I had this series i ran last fall too, the the parks sessions where i got like a portable recorder we recorded them at different parks and i was like oh, these are going to be i want these to be no more than 20 minutes and like they held up but like you really have to be like like that's it like, really concise the one ran way over, so now I have a floater, you know, floating around on my hard drive as a bonus episode about dating apps and the worst
0: date I've ever been I got on. I another sex reference. I got a floater on my hard drive. Yeah, there you go.
1: But it's just like, uh, yeah, you think it's going to go one way, and then it Oh, just, yeah, I was, was going to yeah. call it
0: the, the micro-mini podcast, and I think... I don't even know what I started out with. I think it was when I was stuck in the bathroom on the airplane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was... That was Pretty short, but it was longer. I went, Well, that went well. That actually. Well, I'll actually tell you because you mentioned the dead air. That
1: episode, there's a really long section of dead air between, I don't even remember. I think you said something about like you drop trow, and then it goes for like 20 seconds. Yeah, and I know. then you go, So that's what I did. <laughs> and I remember I showed it to Sean and now it's like an inside joke between us. So, like, <laughs> on, our, on my. Um, my yeah. it was episode six of season three I had him on and I did it like five times and he was like jeez dude stop dude, don't do that anymore <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's like a huge like thing like it will just be mid conversation not even recording it and I'll just there'll be a lull
0: and I'll just go so that's
1: what I did, what I did. and it's,
0: it's just like it's one of those funny things well, yeah. thank you <laughs> you know on top of being the weirdest guy you ever met <laughs> I got that out there but yeah um, yeah I, it's the way. I would talk if the other person would just shut the fuck up. Because mm-hmm. it, it happened, I had someone ask me a question. about. You know, I said, um, I, I'd mentioned that if I was black, I'd probably be dead because a cop pulled a gun on me one time. And then afterwards, his hands were shaken a lot. And he's giving confusing signals, put your hands on the, on the wheel, put your hands in the air, put your hands on the wheel, put your hands in the air. And um, The person asked me about it and so I started talking about it and then they cut me off Mm -hmm. and I just went oh well (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so there's a thing where I can do uh and that's what I did that is that is built in I don't like you know it's not written out yeah that's the way I talk when I do living large and hard it's there I'll do it you know you'll I'll go like yeah I know yeah, you know, yeah. So <laughs> <it> like. <laughs> yeah i know me too yeah it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. that's just the way yeah it's cool how we, we both evolved mm-hmm. i mean i wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you um but yours now god i can tell that you want to be what you are mm-hmm. you know slick and all that kind of not in a bad way yeah it's just what you want it, well mine is just it it's not a disaster but i have it's so different that I can't imagine that it would ever catch on anywhere, but I also think it's so different that I could see it catching on.
1: You just never know, because you never you know, know you who's know. gonna catch on right. at any time. Like There's so many, whether it's music or art or movies, things catch on and, you're, and you might go, why? Or you might go, about All right. time. Like, yeah. I, I, I never knew this guy existed, but he's awesome or she's yeah. awesome, whatever. You think you know? Billie
0: Eilish, when she went to bed that night after her brother did that song, they wake up with 300,000 mm. hits or no. whatever? No. No intention. Same thing yeah. happened to... Um, oh, what's
1: his I don't. I don't like him. What's his name, though? Little well, Nas X? He did White Iverson. Who? Oh, I don't know. He did... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, see, I don't like him, so I don't know his name. Good. Fuck him, then.
0: That guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah,
1: whoever did White Iverson...
0: I know like, who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mark Miller or no, Mark uh, Mac Post Miller. Malone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That same thing. Yeah. I don't care for any of them. Yeah. So. yeah I,
1: I gave him a try and I just didn't see what the no, charm was. There. Yeah. There's People nothing. are like, oh, he's so cool. He's so funny. I'm like, no, he's not. He's so chill. Like, I'm not he's a fan so of the guy. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. What's I've, that got to do with it? Yeah. Anything? He's such a cool person. And I'm like, why? Because he just parties and smokes weed all the time. Like, that doesn't make you cool.
0: You don't know if he's cool or not. Because unless you've hung out with him, you don't fucking know.
1: Well, I think that's why I didn't like him. There was a guy I was watching on YouTube for a while, back in my teenage days, who... He just made, like, music... Like, he played all the instruments, guitar, bass, drums, he could do vocals, and he would do, all like, a variety of different videos, and he ended up getting hooked up with Post Malone, like, around the time he was getting big, and there were quite a few... He did a bunch of videos where they were just hanging out, or, like, going to the studio, or hanging out at his house, and, like, the dudes just... What I said, he he's just oh crazy, haha, like smoking weed and oh it's you know drinking and I'm like, see that's why I don't like the guy because I saw those videos and I'm like that's
0: not cool to me, so yeah. I just I'm not a fan. I drank, but it wasn't like yeah let's go get let's go get fucking routed. It wasn't yeah. that way. It's like let's get together and we have and we'd get it was fun mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, most of the time it was other people and sometimes it was just off the rails. Fun. Yeah, yeah. There's there's I thought of this the other day. I went out with a, met with one woman, and she got her, we went and got her friend, and we were bar hopping in the fucking hood, and at one point the one woman was crawling on the sidewalk laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and then when you're drinking alone, that's what you're going for, but you're drinking alone, you know. What yeah, you yeah, yeah. What yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then it's just the fucking habit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like yeah. any any drug thing like that. But yeah, the. the fucking covid it's still covid still changing my fucking world i was i'm leaving hopefully for europe next month supposed to be copenhagen take the train to stockholm take the uh overnight boat to helsinki because that's supposed to be fantastic you leave at night so Mm -hmm. you're going through the uh archipelago of all these islands at sunset it's supposed to be really fucking dope and then you you know, then you're there. Now it's going to go back to Lisbon. So, Sweden, which I thought, because at the beginning they said, we don't give a fuck about nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? lockdown all the way through the 31st of August. So, that's out. So, I took Sweden out of the picture. I went, I better check these other ones Copenhagen, Vax card. Cool. Finland, nope. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, they were basing theirs on, their, on the case rate of the countries. Mm-hmm. So it had to be below 10 per 100,000. Theirs was 25 per 100,000. And they wouldn't let, and ours was 33 at the time, now it's like 100 something, so I just yeah. had. Now, my two backups were Estonia, mm-hmm. Tallinn, and Riga, Latvia. Latvia said, hey Americans, fuck you guys, you gotta quarantine. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my god, so then I looked at Lithuania, I go, what's near there? Because that's what it is, they're all Baltic countries. So now I'm looking at Lithuania. Mm-hmm so i might end up in lithuania we'll see what's happening so it's still here it is the year of our pandemic deuce still fucking everything it's
1: yeah it it's i mean it's really nice so like at least here stateside we can start doing i would say most things because i before the pandemic i traveled a lot like that was the beginning of like the new era of my life i call that my old life pre like you know i want to
0: discuss that with you too i was glad to hear that what pre a new era of your life you're going to try things so let me throw this out to you not to interrupt but I am interrupting you want to go see bikini kill you do uh, when well, where i don't know october 5th at uh not um union transfer great venue in fucking philly i would have to
1: see with my new job because i'm just starting the new job
0: what is your new job well it's
1: uh, for the time well that's what i was going to get into with okay the go ahead life. go back backtrack okay. all right so let's backtrack i just want to get um, that out there I was in... For those who are regular listeners of the podcast, or if you're a new listener, I was in a long-term relationship. That ended two years ago, like this time, two years ago. Two years years ago. ago. Two years ago. Yeah. uh, A little more than two years ago. And, uh, you know, you go through the... uh, You know, I went through the motions of being all depressed about it, you know, but then once I got over it, I remember it was so weird, like... I remember it was like October. I just started like laughing more. And I and I was like laughing at myself. I was laughing at other people. I was, you know, I felt really... It almost felt like something just got lifted off of me. Like I was no longer sad. And I remember thinking, I haven't been sad in a while. So then that's when I started really like... You know, I went to, I started going to Philly regularly with my friends. We went to Atlantic City, which I remember. I that's just right. saw we almost text. crossed paths. You literally were there like a couple hours before we were leaving. So yep. we almost ran into each yep. other. Went to Atlantic City. Then I went that fall, um, probably like a month before I started the podcast, to Vermont. I rented a tiny house on top of a mountain. Yeah, you, you said South, that. So that's there was a, that's cool. Recorded a ton of music. So like I was doing all that and then. Uh, you know, New Year's comes and goes, and I end up meeting Kayla. I, I literally, it's funny. This is probably, we recorded the podcast in December, I believe, the Peapod one. I met Kayla the end of January. Literally three days before that, I had just said to my friends, I'm done dating. I'm done trying <laughs> to meet anyone. I am sick of this. Like, I'm tired of yeah. getting let on and, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, how it yeah. is. And then uh, three days later, my my friend posts a picture of me just playing guitar on his instagram and he captions it what a beautiful man and she who they worked together a year prior one day before he quit huh. she replied they didn't even know each other yeah. I don't, they don't even know how they had each other on social media she replies well, to him that's what you do man you yeah know, you she gotta be popular she just uh she replies to the and says that is indeed a beautiful man and he's like oh my god this girl just oh and <laughs> i was like i'll oh, give me your info and then we just hit it off and like you know everything's been so really I'm guessing she's no bullshit No, she's it's been really cool since, like, you know, obviously every relationship goes through its kinks, and you gotta, hey, (laughs) no, no, it goes through its (laughs) yeah, I won't bring that up. You gotta, you gotta iron things out, you know, and we're through the you know, first year. Well, it's been a year and a half now, but it's like, you know, things have been really cool. It's really supportive. She's, you know, like I said, it's really cool because she has her art as an outlet, and I have the music in the podcast, so like, we can geek out about stuff. It's, I love when people have that was something I always admired, like, with. Women is like when I'd meet someone who had something like that, that they could be like, This is my thing. That to
0: me was always so attractive. See so that? to meet someone who's so deep into it, it's like, Right. Well, that's been the podcast for me. There's doing the podcast, there's doing the artwork. That's crazy little like mm-hmm. for God's Squirrel. I had to learn how to draw a squirrel hat. Yeah, yeah. So I went to a first graders site online and it took me 10 tries just to draw the fucking head yeah 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 and then there's one called panties Wear where i talked about throwing my underwear yep. in a wall and it blew off from the 11th floor <laughs> the maintenance guys were picking it up and then i actually drew a brick wall mm-hmm. on a little piece of like a five by five piece of paper and i cut underwear out of a toilet paper yeah, yeah and put it go. on there and i just i got i fucking love just so much enjoyment now i'm into this video thing mm-hmm. fuck i mean i killed the computer for a while if you look at the back it's all ripped open with pliers and <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, yeah. i mean i have the sides and the front off intentionally yeah but i it turned out it, i already lost one project to the notebook mm-hmm. like six hours work yeah so that's why i bought that and i'm like well i'm gonna jam you know full of ram new card all this all of a sudden it just would freeze mm-hmm. and i'm like oh it's a video thing i'll go back to the original driver nope nope it got worse and worse and worse reboot Go into command mode and safe and run out. nope, nope, nope. And I went. I had a brand new one in my cart with Best Buy. I went. Let me just put the original RAM back in. No problem. Yeah. Technology, man. It's all troubleshooting. Oh my God, that was two hundred dollars for RAM I can't use. Yeah. And three or four days, and I have all this fucking work on there. I mean, it's just Allentown because I want to get proficient. Yeah with using the gear before I go to Europe and fuck it all up, Mm -hmm. which I did in New York City. That was what I did. I went to New York City and there was this big art installation. Really cool. If you want to go see something, called Kusama. And it's in the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. Mm or the New York Botanical Garden. Not Brooklyn, sorry. Really cool shit. But what I did, I told you I fucked everything up. I still had it on uh, time-lapse mode. Mm -hmm. So everything's jerky. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I had the wrong, you have to set the white balance Mm -hmm. on a a cinema camera because it's made for actually making movies. Yeah, yeah. So you have to set all this shit. And I had the wrong... I had everything fucked up. But then I got it down for six hours. I was like, "Good, I got like five minutes I can make this work. And then the thing fucking froze up. Yeah, there you go. But But, I love... I can't... God, there's people I've met that just sit on their porch. mm -hmm. That's all they want to do.
1: Well, and that's like what I call my old life. Me and my ex-girlfriend, we would just sit in my room and watch YouTube. And then it was like as soon as that ended it was like my life started and like i said i was doing all this traveling and i started eating better and you know because i was out more mm-hmm. you know just being more active doing stuff i started losing a ton of weight so it's like you know it's then covid happened right i met kayla we mm-hmm. started dating and i, I was so covid obs-
0: kayla or is it kayla covid covid kayla uh,
1: i i wouldn't CK. i would uh,
0: but uh it just sounds good
1: but yeah basically I was really excited to have someone to like go do stuff. Absolutely. Because like, like I had my buds, but you know, there's that like, I was like, oh my God, like
0: someone yeah, that's really different. different. It's, it's like, like it Mary and I, we packed an entire fucking lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had to part ways because we had to. It's one of those things. Yeah. It's yeah. like the decision about that. You just got to do what you got to do. I mean, I've met, God, this one guy, it was a month ago. He told me he didn't know we had a woman vice president. and He, <laughs> wasn't, he wasn't kidding. The guy in the Nesquahoning, Before I got distracted by the bear story. Yeah, yeah. 32 years at um, Bethlehem Steel. Yeah. A fireman. I go, God, that was probably pretty exciting. He goes, eh. (laughs) And I'm going, I'm going here, I'm going there. It comes up. He goes, I went to New Jersey once. And he wasn't kidding. Once. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this guy, yeah, he just sits on his porch, doesn't know anything. And he met his wife that they have been together close to 40 years three months and they got married and they've been together the whole time but if that doesn't work unless it's you're either equally adventurous and you happen to end up on the same path for those years which seems to me fucking impossible Mm -hmm. or you're just so fucking dull it doesn't matter yeah
1: that's where that guy is
0: and it's it was just
1: crazy too because like seeing how she's grown and like we've both grown and changed in the last year but like she grew up Coopersburg, kind of like backwoods hillbilly, like you know, bigger fan. Like she has five siblings, and uh, you know, they all kind of just live in the same vicinity. She's never they couldn't go on vacations because it's expensive lugging six kids around. Yeah, and uh, you know, so it, her experience with traveling started with me, and she was really leery at first. I remember two months into us dating, I sat her down, and I said, "Look, I know COVID's going on right now. We can't do anything. We had a whole notebook like page full of stuff we wanted to do, yeah. and then we couldn't. So like." It's exciting to be able to go do stuff now. And, like I said, look, when we can, I want to start traveling again because I did it a lot before I met you mm-hmm. and I don't want to stop doing it. Because mm-hmm. it's, I said, that's the only way you grow and change as a person is experiencing the world. And at it's, least it's, for me personally, yes. meeting different people in the world yes, and opening you your go. mind up yep. to the different perspectives. Yeah, I agree
0: with someone like you and someone like me. Thankfully, you know, that's all I care about. Look, I have basically nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering why I'm taking these cool ass pictures, yeah, paintings they're actual paintings that people did, but you know we'll see what happens. um That's all I care about now, talking to people and traveling mm-hmm. and I'll talk to people when I'm traveling mm-hmm. I'll talk you know me, I don't give a fuck I'll go up talk to anybody at any time. doesn't matter, but uh yeah, just like I said, Mary and I we had in four years and one of them was lockdown, yeah, <laughs> and we did. A, a lifetime's worth of shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, this place. Someone told me about the graffiti highway. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Yep. And then it's gone. Yep. Same thing happened with the Five Points. It wasn't her, but I went to the Five Points in Brooklyn, which was an entire half a city block where a guy said you can come, and it was internationally known with graffiti artists, mm-hmm. and the whole thing was covered. There was a Biggie Smalls, longer than this apartment, reclining mm-hmm. that you could see from the Q train as you went by and then that all got painted over after. Yeah, I was yeah. There. You just you don't fucking know.
1: Yeah. And that was the thing I told her. I was, you know, cuz I just took her to Philly for the first first time she's ever been to Philly and Oh my
0: she, god, you can walk there from Cooper'sburg. <laughs> yeah, she
1: <laughs> she was like, "Last year I told her about how much fun I had I would have there cuz I yeah. go with my one friend pretty frequently and she was like, "Well, isn't it?" You know, her idea of Philly was Kensington. <laughs> she thought Philly was all Kensington. I don't of even Kensington. know.
0: See, I'm not I would pass by Philly. Mm-hmm. I would occasionally go to Philly. Yeah. You know
1: me, I'm a New York guy. Yeah.
0: Probably but 150, 175 times, yeah. but yeah.
1: Kensington is like, that's North Philly. That's like, if you think of... Well, you probably I don't know if you've ever seen it, because... You're not into this type of stuff. The Rocky movies, like where he's Dang. from, where it's like kind of like the ghetto, and the, the, the trains overhead. Rocky movies, of course. The, I, the, I,
0: you know how many raw eggs I drank. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <now>? <laughs> the dudes like in front of the trash can fires and like the junkies hey. on the street. That's Kensington. That's what she thought Philly was. And I said, <laughs> "You've never been to South Philly." I was like, "That's where like the fun stuff is." And uh, I took her, and it, it was funny because she was the one that said, "All right, let's go," and we got there, and she said. This is really cool.
0: You know how many people when I say it'd I'm be going cool to, to, Chicago, to live here, <laughs> and I said, <laughs> oh, "Yeah."
1: I was like, "See, I told you it's not scary. Can, There's yep. nothing to be scared
0: of." Yeah, how many people? Have, the re- knee-jerk reaction when I say I'm moving to Chicago. Oh, you better get a gun. You better be careful. Wow. I was like I said, it's the I third, just did the biggest eye roll. <laughs> it's the, you know, I it's I, I'm surprised you didn't sprain it, but um, but both of them, I can do a single eye roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the third biggest city, and not. All five million of them are shooting each other. Yeah, that's what people associate, though. Yeah, I know. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. But anyway, I would pass. Because Philly, fifth biggest in the country. New York, one of the best in the world. And it was actually quicker. To, uh, union transfer I would usually go to because it's a great venue, and I had this great place to stand. Mm-hmm. When you go see Bikini Kill, stand there. When you <laughs> you stand behind the soundboard because then you're elevated a bit, and you yeah, can lean yeah. in and look at all the lighting and shit. Um, and getting back only took an hour. Yeah. But getting to Philly and going down past the and Curve and getting on that mess, it might take forever. Mm-hmm. So I would drive to Secaucus and take public transportation into New York. So mm-hmm. beyond that point, and there was never traffic. It was yeah. always an hour and 20 fucking minutes yeah. to get well, to Secaucus. So then I didn't have to worry about it. So I, And then I'd be in New York. Mm-hmm. And here's something else, buddy, with your Philly shit. <laughs> A Go New birds. York crowd was always way cooler in a Philly crowd. Cause the Philly crowd seemed to think they had to project an attitude like as if they were a New York crowd. Does that make hmm. any sense? Yeah, I get what like you're saying. Like they were trying to be, but the people in New York were like, hey, so do you like Coco Rosie? I'm like, yeah, I love, you know, I've been listening to Coco Rosie. I ran into the same gay couple, mm-hmm. lesbian couple. Two times at Coco Rosie. Mm -hmm. I saw them, and then then someone smacks me and goes, hey, fucker, at the next one. I'm like, hey, it's you guys again. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a whole different attitude there. And then, you know, you're drawing out of, I don't know how many, what's Philly? Three million, something like that? I have no idea. I don't know populations. Something like that, three or four. But you're drawing out of the New York area, you're talking like 10 million. So you're getting a much more creme de la creme knowledgeable crowd at a venue. Right. It's Philly. But go ahead and love it. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> but my point
1: being is now that we can finally do stuff, I said to her, well, now that we can travel again, I said, I want to go somewhere I've never been before. Furthest I've ever been west was Missouri, and I was nine years old. It was a family vacation, so it doesn't Missouri. count.
0: Yeah. I had family in... I was going to say, there better be a reason to go I'd, that's family. family. <laughs> I, had <laughs> family near,
1: I have family near Kansas City, so it was like, right. oh, we're going to visit family. And like I said, nine years old, can't really make an itinerary, right? So uh, I said, I either want to go to Texas or I want to go to Colorado. I just got done reading On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Jack. Life-changing book for me,
0: I think. And See, Did you know that I hung out with those guys and I was the paradigm for it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I said to her, I was like, look, I understand if you are too scared to go or if you don't want to go, I'm going to go because I want to go. Two days later, she, you know, she comes back to me and she goes, let's go to Colorado Springs. I said, really? I was, it was like, I, I did, <laughs> my brows were up. She said, yeah, let's do it. She said, it looks great. And she said, I looked at the rent prices and they look really good because we're looking for a two bedroom because we're going to split one in half. I'll have music studio. She'll have art studio. Nice. Um, and I was like, I I wasn't even thinking that far, but. Damn, she's right on it. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, we have this trip at the time of this recording. Because I'm going to post this. This is probably going to go up in November on my page. But uh, at the time of this recording. And for me, it'll probably go up
0: tomorrow. As soon as I have it edited, <laughs> yeah. right? but uh, as soon yeah, as it w- starts the car, you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we, uh, we have this trip to Colorado Springs planned for a week. And I'm just, I've never been that far west. I have a friend who lives in Salt Lake City. And he's probably going to come up and hang out. FNJ. So, it's like one of those things where it's a completely different world. You know this, the lifestyle is more laid back, which is what I'm looking
0: for. Because I know purportedly you haven't been there yet, though. Yeah, don't get your hopes too high, buddy. No, I, I'm America just, is largely homogenous beyond yeah. what you think. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I my family traveled a lot, and it used to be America was different mm-hmm. in different parts. But now, because it actually started with cable TV, mm-hmm. and people saw how other people, and they kind of got it, and now. Jesus Christ, you can see, you know, some 12-year-old kid in Missouri, mm-hmm. some white kid with no who's never owned a pair of shoes and she's throwing shade.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know
0: what I mean? So yeah, don't
1: <laughs> I'm just I, I'm just excited cuz I haven't traveled on a trip well, since good. Good, October yeah. of 2019. But never set your hopes high. For People certain, ask yeah. me
0: they go, "Are you excited about going here and there?" I'm like, "No. When I get there." But there's no point now and I'm not going to I'm not going to jack it all up because yeah. Yeah, then you're then you're stepping down.
1: Yeah, um, I mean I can I can speak to that. I remember the first time I went to Vermont. I was expecting. I think I told you I was like I was expecting it to feel like home, and because <laughs> I, I wanted to move there for the longest I said, time. What do you like cheddar? And and then I, and then I finally <laughs> Maple went syrup. I finally got there, and I was like, at the time, I mean, at the time, completely different mindset. I was 19 years old, and I didn't know shit. But I was like. Yeah, this I don't see. I can't see myself living here. <laughs> the, the second time I went, I was by myself. Like I said, on top of a house, on top of a mountain in a tiny house, recording music. Amazing
0: experience. That was yeah. awesome. But to just go and be like expecting it to be home. But then right. that might have had almost nothing to do with Vermont. It might have had to do with the tiny house and the being by yourself. Exactly. And creating, and, so. and, well, I
1: think that was what it was because I was by myself. That was the first time I'd ever traveled on a trip like that by myself. Yeah, that's and, a whole different thing. And like you know, having gone through what I went through the summer prior, I was like. Yeah, I don't need anyone. I can be alone. This is totally fine. You know, and that totally shifted my mindset and really, I think, jump started me on like well, the that, trajectory yeah. that I'm on now. But like COVID totally put a damper on it. So now I'm trying to it's almost like I feel like I'm making
0: up for lost time. There's right. All, you're, dude, if you're living your life right, you're always making up for lost time. Yeah. There's always things you missed that you gotta you gotta get done. Yep. I. <sighs> people like, Oh, you retire and I go, I don't have fucking time to work. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to work and get done the stuff that I want to do, mm-hmm. podcasts. I want to learn music. I don't know music. You yeah. can tell from anaconda cock, I don't <laughs> know a fucking thing. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, now I've got six pocket operators. I haven't fucked with, two of my I played with a lot mm-hmm. and made some intros and shit, but other ones I just like got and messed around with and haven't yeah. had time and I can, I'm You can chain them all together. For people who don't know, a pocket operator is the size of a calculator Mm -hmm. from the 80s. Only it makes music, and each one does something different. I got Mm -hmm. the sub one, which does bass stuff. There's another one that's for sampling. There's another one that's voice, uh, um, synthesis. So I want to get into that. I don't know music. I mean, I look, basically I can see notes and I know mm-hmm. that the fatter ones are this and the mm-hmm. up and down and shit like that. I don't know that. Yeah. So I want to get a guitar. I want to learn music. Mm-hmm. I want to get a full-size keyboard. I want to learn fucking music. Mm-hmm. I don't have time now. Yeah, I want to start, here's a bike, there's a bike. This one, I've ridden like three miles. Mm-hmm. That's a a that's $1,000 a mile for yeah, yeah. what that <laughs> thing cost in the last year. The other one I hop on, the fixed gear, because that's fun. Mm-hmm but i don't have time to do the rides i used to do mm-hmm. when i was you know when i had the sugar mama and i was retired yeah and i could go out and ride for six hours mm-hmm. i don't have time for that now yeah i do but i don't yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i feel like i had a thought and i lost it because yeah. we we're talking about making up for lost time
0: yeah you're always making up for Ma- lost making time, time to do yeah. stuff i don't even remember you want another coffee do you want to take a break for a moment yeah, let's take a let's take a break. I know you with your time parameters. Yeah, yeah we're, we're at heading. an hour, we're at 58 minutes. Really? Yeah. Get the fuck